GB, how's it going, man? This is SHW. This is our wrestling. Me, B-Double. GB, Gerard Bonner. We're coming at you actually live, live, live tonight. And GB, how you feeling, buddy? I'm feeling great, man. I mean, you know, the holidays are upon us. But bigger than that, SHW 22 was absolutely historic. So, you know, that's kind of a high that we get to be on. Um, and it's been lasting all week long. So I'm super pumped. Uh, to be here, and uh, I love what we're getting ready to do here. This is going to be a lot of fun. Absolutely. Uh, just what an amazing show last week. I, I'm still oh buzzing about it. Uh, the good news is it's already up on IWTV, so if you were unable yes. to join us, or even if you were able to join us, you can check that out now on IWTV. That's Independent Wrestling TV. You can sign up, use the code SHW, get your first five five days free, and uh yeah, man, check it out. Catch up on what you missed out. Our new SHW champion. Should we? Do we even want to talk about this guy right off the bat here? Our savior. I mean, did we it, just get saved? Is, did we get saved, GB? It is the news and the talk of the independent wrestling world. Uh, it was a shocker, and uh, obviously we'll, we'll get into that and to what maybe our picks were and who we thought might come out of this as champion. But I think you know, based on what happened that night and the reaction of the crowd and our reaction, there was a hush. That fell over the crowd uh, last silence. Friday night. Yeah. Stunned silence. And I mean, you know, I liken it. The only thing I can liken it to was being there at WrestleMania 30 to watch the Undertaker streak being broken. And in watching the streak being broken, I just sat back and I was like, did this three count really happen? Right. Like, and for me, that's how I felt. Like, did this three count really? Ha- did did David Ali really just become champion the implications for it are just far reaching but as i said you know it's the perfect picture of how 2020 would end right (laughs) no kidding i mean what better way to top off an insane year than with the most insane outcome that we would expect i mean uh let's just let's first of all let's talk about the six matches that happened before the main event uh, well, seven if you include that tag team match, which was pretty crazy right. itself. But uh, yeah, we started the show off with with uh, a match that a lot of people going into it said at the very end of the year could potentially be match of the year. It was a technical masterpiece of a match. Two guys that have been around for a long, long time. I'm talking about Chip Day, Kyle Matthews, a guy with uh, two guys with a very long history together. 
Yeah, very long history together, and uh, many did call it what could be the technical match of the year, and they absolutely lived up to it. And in terms of matches, I mean, when you think about it, all six of those matches at any point in time were must-see matches. And so who gets to kick off the show, particularly after such an emotional speech from our now former champion Joe Black right. to kick off the show um, – you know, there was just, again, you know, I think this is the thing about SHW 22, which many of the previous cards can can host. There's this roller coaster wave of emotions that you end up going through, mm-hmm. you know, just the profound sadness that we had with Joe Black. And then all of a sudden, oh, my gosh, here's this insanely incredible masterpiece that we're getting between Chip Day and Kyle Matthews. And for those who don't remember All of the matches, at least to get into the scramble, were 20-minute time limit matches. And this was the one that we thought actually was going to go the distance. Yeah, I really did. And and I don't remember. Do we remember exactly how long it went? It was somewhere around 14 minutes. I think 14-17 was the time on it. That was one Um, of the matches where, I mean, some of the other matches I could kind of predict, like, okay, I I think this guy is going to advance. But this one, I literally had no idea. And no they kept us guessing the entire match. But, yes. uh, man, what what a great match. And, of course, we talked about it throughout the uh, the show on commentary, too, the history that these two have together. And mm-hmm. just the fact that they're they're friends, but they've been foes as well back in the, uh, right. back in the day. So just uh, an amazing match. And, of course, Chip Day ended up uh, advancing in that match. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, that brought us to the second match of the evening, which involved our... New champion, David Ali, taking on Trevor Eon, who Trevor Eon was kind of the wild card here because he came in after uh, Matt Lynch was unable to compete in the tournament due to a neck injury. Um, So Trevor Eon, and let's just point this out because I think we were so shocked on commentary at what we saw, even in this, uh, this qualifying match. David Ali actually used the clock out, which is Owen Knight's yeah. finishing maneuver. He actually used yeah. that move to put away Trevor Eon. That was crazy. You know, it, it was crazy. And the irony of that, you know, we were stunned as we were watching it. And uh, even afterwards, we were like, we were like, did, did he really just hit the clock out? Right. Like, it threw us for a loop. Am- yeah, it did. Like we we thought we were imagining it. And I mean, it really was a match of epic proportions. You got one guy calling himself the savior. You got another guy calling himself a demon. Um, Both of them looked really impressive. I mean, we were still buzzing off of what Trevor Eon did last month in the uh, Can You Whoop Me challenge against William Huckabee. And he absolutely slaughtered him. So I think for us, you know, the idea that Ali could get the win over Eon seemed a bit far-fetched um you know but hey ali pulled it out and the irony that he didn't even use his own finisher says a whole lot in terms of what it took to beat trevor eon well and not only was it crazy that he used owen knight's move i mean he was like sending a message it seemed like because now yeah we see uh what's coming up next month and we'll get to that in a little bit but it kind of set up what's uh, the big main event that's coming up in a steel cage at SHW sure. 23 on January 8th. So we'll get to Absolutely. that in a little bit and give you a little more details here in just a bit. But moving on down the uh, qualifying match list here, a uh, guy that uh, you've got a little bit of a interesting history with, I'll just put it that way, over the last few months, Ashton Starr once again taking on his new rival, 
very Morales. Now, real quick, before we get into this match, I believe it was earlier today, I saw where Ashton Starr tagged you on Facebook, talking about not caring what you have to say on certain Facebook posts. Do you know what he's referring to, or is it just any number of posts? I really don't. Like, I went back through, because uh, he was referencing something that Gary said. I went through, now, of course, Gary posted a lot today, as he does every day. And, <laughs> um, you know, I wasn't sure what he was referring to. Uh, so I don't know. But, you know, Ashton has never really needed a reason to pick on me, to pick on Susie. I mean, it's just what he does. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, of course, in this match against Vari, he found a way to pick on Susie yet again. Um, thankfully, he left me alone. But, you know, I've always said if he could just shift his focus to what's happening in ring, he's proven that he could win the title before. He could have potentially won it again. And like it or lump it, he found a way to use a dastardly tactic or two to get himself a win and find himself in the scramble match. Now, what's interesting about how he won this qualifying match is if you look back to a month ago, mm-hmm. it was the anniversary of the late great Eddie Guerrero passing. And yeah. almost like a little tribute to that, Very Morales pulled an Eddie Guerrero-like move in order to get the win against Ashen Star, where he feigned an ankle injury, had to take the boot off, it caused yeah. it was a whole thing, and you know how the rest went. Well, Absolutely. this past week, similar in similar fashion, Ashton feigning an injury, having to take the boot off. Uh, actually, you saw the you saw him throwing up the X sign that the referees throw up. Yeah. The, the referee, so we thought it was legit. Another official came out. Gary actually was trying to stop Barry for just calming him down for a second. To uh, right. let them tend to Ashton. Next thing right. you know, he's running in the ring. Quick roll up, he gets the victory, and uh, and there you go. Ashton Starr yeah. moved on to the uh, scramble. But um, crazy, crazy yeah. night. And the way the way he landed, it really looked like he hurt himself. He, so. he did a good job of feigning it. Or thing because we had us. Fooled. I started to feel sorry for him. For, I really did for a split second. For a split second, yeah. You know. But then, then Ashton's gonna Ashton. So exactly. Yeah. By the way, uh, quick reminder: we are live, live, live tonight. So if you are watching along with us, if you have any questions, throw them in the comments. We'll try to get to them. I'm not saying we have all the answers, but we'll we'll answer what we can. Uh, and also, if you have any comments about, you know, what was one of your favorite matches from last week at SHW22? Uh, what are your thoughts on our new champion, our our savior, uh, David <laughs> Ali, uh, winning the title? What are your thoughts there? Any kind of questions, any, any comments, anything like that? Be sure you let us know, and we will do our best to get to it. But uh, we got uh, Joe Ballou, we got Kyle Hayes, you know, we got Chris Corley. Uh, a bunch of people watching with us right now. So we appreciate you awesome. guys tuning in, uh, April awesome. Hall, all, all of y'all guys. So appreciate that. And leave us some comments. Leave us some love. And we'll uh, make this as interactive as we can here tonight uh, yeah. since we are live, 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 live. So moving down the list, we had <laughs> Cyrus the Destroyer in his <sighs> SHW singles match debut <laughs> or in-ring debut in general, not just singles, but just in-ring debut, taking yeah. on... Hold my beer, Hanson, in what I believe that was the shortest match of the night, wasn't it? It was the shortest yeah. match of the night, somewhere around ninety-three seconds. Um, you know, if if we started twenty twenty, and you would have told us that 
two men potentially vying for the SHW championship would be Cyrus the Destroyer and Hold My Beer Hanson. And if you had told us that Hold My Beer Hanson would be one of the most popular men in all of SHW, I would have said, you don't know wrestling. You don't know the truth. It's nowhere in you. Um, but yeah, you know what? This is 2020. And uh, the people blew the roof off when Hold My Beer Hanson uh, came out. And uh, just as we thought, Cyrus the Destroyer went through him like a hot knife through butter. And I just, <laughs> you know, for me, I, you know, sometimes we forget because of of how personality driven Hold My Beer Hanson is. He is a 270 pound guy. And yeah. so he was just being thrown around like a rag doll. Uh, it was incredible. I, you know, if you didn't get to see it, our descriptions right now don't do the moment justice. You have to go and see how incredibly awesome Cyrus is. Of course, you can do that on IWTV. Uh, I don't know what happens for Hold My Beer Hanson after this. Uh, he probably needs to take some time to rest up. Um, and if I'm Cyrus, oof, yeah, yeah. So big, big win for Cyrus to no one's surprise. And to me, Coming into the scramble after that victory, I definitely felt like Cyrus was the odds-on favorite to win. Yeah, for sure. He is, uh, he's definitely a force to be reckoned with. And, uh, oh, yes. we'll, we'll get to it a little bit later once we start talking about the scramble match itself. But he got involved with, uh, with another, another force to be reckoned with. And I don't think, uh, the last, that's the last we're going to see of those two. Of course, I'm talking right. about Huck, but we'll get to that here in just a little bit. But moving down the list, list of the, uh, qualifying matches, you had, Jordan Kingsley against Ooh. Owen Knight. What a great match between these two, first off. I mean, Absolutely. what'd you think? Yeah. I thought it was a great match. It lived up to everything we thought it would be. We thought it would be one of those matches with two guys who have not gotten the attention that many feel like they deserve, themselves included. Uh, and they really came out to prove a point. I think Jordan Kingsley has felt overlooked as a single star. Mm -hmm. Certainly Owen Knight has. And uh, really, if you look at the end of 2020, I think Owen Knight has built a lot of momentum to lead into a very powerful 2021. And uh, part of that was this match against Jordan Kingsley. Absolutely fantastic match. It was it was a really, really good match. And of course, Owen Knight won the match and was getting ready. You know, he's like feeling good, feeling confident, getting ready to go into the main event. But before he could even leave the ring. Here comes the seven foot monster, the chief, Austin Towers, which, which we alluded to the fact that we're pretty sure David Ali sent him out there to mm -hmm. damage Owen as much as possible leading yeah. into the main event match. But, um, one thing, and you, you heard it in the, uh, show opener. If you've been watching since the beginning of the show here tonight, you saw the quick little clip of Sunny Days returning. So what Ooh. ended up happening was Austin got in there, choke slammed Owen Knight. Went under the ring, got a table, propped it up in the corner, and uh, we thought, ah, the end is near for mm -hmm. Owen Knight, and then the lights went out, Yeah, and it was insane. The crowd went wild. It was funny, because the crowd could see, I guess, before we could, who, who right. would come running out, because we heard the crowd just kind of explode, Yeah, and we're like, well, you know, what's going on? And then when the lights came right. on, there he was, sunny days. We haven't seen him in a while. It was good to see him back. It was very good to see him back. Uh, he's looking slimmer. He's looking trimmer. And he's ready for a fight. And, uh, you know, it's interesting because in the moment I didn't think about it. But now looking back, 
The only reason to me that Austin Towers was sent out is because I think David Ali felt like up to that point, the biggest threat in the scramble was Owen Knight. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, think about it. He didn't send him after any of the previous winners, didn't send him after Ashton, didn't send him after Chip Day, didn't send him after Cyrus. He sent him after uh, after Owen Knight. And, you know, it's crazy. It just says, think about it. You know, there's a theme that he had running through this whole thing, Mm -hmm. which was Owen Knight, Owen Knight, Owen Knight. And let's be fair, you know, as you know, we do know what the main event for SHW 23 is going to be, which we'll talk about toward the end. But one of the things to consider is this. David Ali does not hold a pinfall victory over Owen Knight. And that has to eat him up, you know, to be the champion. And you still can't say that you have a pinfall victory or or submission victory over your chief rival that has to eat him up. And so uh, it's going to be interesting to see how all of this comes to play in January. But Owen Knight, you know, we talked about Cyrus walking in as not just the freshest man, but as the guy who had uh, really walked in as the odds-on favorite because of his decisive victory. Mm -hmm. On the other end, Owen Knight may have been the guy walking in the most damaged, you know, after a a difficult match, then to be beat down by Austin Towers, uh, all of those things that happened, that takes a lot out of you, and he was definitely damaged goods going into the scramble match. Absolutely. And uh, real quick, I want to give a shout out to our buddy Brandon Lynch, the other Uh, Lynch brother. He's watching along with us. And it's a coincidence that he's just now tuned in because we're getting ready to talk about the uh, sixth and final qualifying match heading into the main event. And uh, it was actually Gunnar Miller taking on Brandon's brother, Joey, a member Mm -hmm. of the tag team champions, one half. And of course, uh, we'll talk about the Lynch mob. But uh, Gunnar Miller, Joey Lynch, and a match that, uh, you know, we talked about any number of these matches could steal the show and could be match of the year contenders. Of course, Chip Day and Kyle Matthews being one for sure. And then this Gunnar Miller, Joey Lynch match, I think, surprised a lot of people. Yes, it absolutely did. Uh, I think most people, certainly who are relatively new to SHW, new being in the last six months to a year, Mm -hmm. uh, know Joey Lynch is a tag team wrestler. Um, you know, we saw the amazing series of matches they had with Not Yet Rated, ultimately resulting in them becoming the tag team champions toward the top of the year. And uh, we've all known them as tag team specialists. And people forget just how good of a singles wrestler Joey Lynch is. And, you know, for all of the folks we've seen in SHW, Joe Black included, nobody took it to Gunnar Miller the way Joey Lynch did. And it just reminds me that, you know, sometimes two people just match up so well that on paper one would think, oh, Gunner would absolutely wipe the floor with him. There's no way. Joey knew uh, his ins, his outs, and really was in control for the bulk of that match. It was a phenomenal, phenomenal wrestling match. Absolutely, and very similar to what we said about Chip and Kyle, these guys go way back. You know, you talked right. about uh, they. Both came up through Chattanooga, and actually, we talked about mm-hmm. it on commentary. Joey had a, a hand in training Gunner. Of course, That's they right. had the, that match, that big tournament match back in 2016 that kind of put both of them on the map together yeah. and uh, yeah. kind of did wonders for their careers. Uh, but it, it was a really, really good match, and it was just one of those things where 
they both knew each other so well. They knew what was coming next. They were countering right. each other's attacks and everything. So, but let's point out the fact that uh, Matt Lynch, who could not compete due to a neck injury that had been nagging him for a while, uh, yeah. to the fact where he was, you know, getting migraine headaches. Actually, the a month before where he did compete, uh, the doctors asked him not to, but he did it anyway. Right. Uh, right. Just because that's kind of guys that these guys are. They've got that old school mentality of if I can make my way to the ring, if I can walk yeah. to the ring, I'm going to compete. And Absolutely. Um, so he finally had some sense talked into him, I suppose, and was was yeah. able to take this month off. But he was there at ringside in support of Joey uh, and watching the match at ringside. And let's talk about what happened after this match. But before we do that, let's re- rewind real quick to the very mm-hmm. beginning of the show. Joe Black. Uh, you know, you mentioned a little bit, had that heartfelt uh, uh, announcement. It looked like he was going to put the boots up, hang up the, you know, hang up the tights mm-hmm. and uh, just call it a day from pro wrestling, or at least for a little while. Yeah. Um, and before he could exit the ring, he was taking in the applause from the crowd. And who comes in and attacks him, blindsides him. But the guy who was suspended for a month, I'm talking about Corey Hollis, coming in there and yeah. and taking out Joe Black. And actually going to work on that same leg that, that that's injured. The reason he's yeah. on the shelf right now, that Achilles. And just, just it was insane. And it was very disturbing. That happened earlier in the show. Fast forward again back to where we were talking about the lynch, uh, the lynch mob being uh, out, out at ringside. Matt being at ringside. And here comes Brady Pierce, another member of Lethal Poison, who we haven't seen in months. Months. So Brady Pierce... Corey Hollis, they make their way out there, start laying the boots to the lynch mob. And it was it was very disturbing to watch the attack on Matt because we knew Matt yeah. isn't able to compete right now. They're going yeah. after his injured neck. Uh, it was just absolutely disgusting. Now, these yeah. guys had a match uh, right after this against the beautiful bald besties. Mm-hmm. So why, the, why they felt the need to come out there and not only attack Joe at the beginning of the show, but then attack our tag team champs, I just... I don't know. We we speculated on what their motive is. We're just we're not sure. What do you think, GB? Yeah, you know, I'm not sure what their motive is either, uh, other than really to try to get back at Gary Lamb and all things SHW as a result of that one month suspension. Yeah. Um, you know, plus add to that, Corey Hollis was not in the title picture, even though he is the longest reigning SHW champion in history. Uh, so I'm sure there's a chip on his shoulder for that. Brady Pierce hasn't been around SHW uh, since pre-pandemic days. Yeah. So, you know, you've got to think that they all had chips on their shoulders. And uh, I just think it's interesting that they went after either someone who is a champion or was a champion um, to really make their presence known. And so uh, certainly they got everybody's attention. And leading into that tag team match, uh, they had upset a lot of people, including – the beautiful bald besties who quite honestly we've not really seen as an upset duo. Right. But uh by the way they started that match, it was very clear that the games were left during the entrance and the entrance alone. Absolutely. And we talked about this, you know, they're a more of a fun loving, uh funny, you know, they're out there yeah. trying to have fun and goof around a little bit, but they still mm-hmm. can get it done in the ring. They're no yes. joke. I mean, they're no pushovers at all. And and you're right, they they showed a bit of a vicious uh side to themselves. Not even yeah. waiting for Corey and Brady Pierce to get to the ring, they went right out on the attack and uh, and took it to Lethal Poison. However, Lethal Poison was able to come away with that victory. But again, another great showing from the beautiful Bob Besties. That's two shows yes. in a row 
that they've uh, impressed us. Of course, they're veterans. They've been around a long time. They know what yeah. they're doing. Um, they're a great tag team. They've been together for, for many years. And uh, Zach and Marv putting on, a, putting on a heck of a show. Unfortunately, couldn't get it done. But you do wonder what that does for, uh, you know, future tag team con- uh, contenders for the SHW mm-hmm. tag titles uh, with Lethal Poison coming in and, and winning that match. Um, right. And, you know, last month, Gary talking about how moving into 2020, really going to put a focus on the tag team division and start bringing in some of the best teams to compete for those tag titles. So um, we'll see. I mean, I know the Lynch Mob's going to have their work cut out for them, for them moving forward with those tag titles. And we also still don't know the status of Matt, how long his injury is going to keep him out. Um, right. We, You know, he was already on the shelf for a month, and then he got attacked by Lethal Poison. Is that going to extend mm-hmm. the, the injury time there? Uh, we yeah. just don't know, but um, that match happened right before our main event. And before we get to talking about the main event, Six Man Scramble, let's remind you once again, we are live here tonight on uh, SHW's Facebook page. So if you have any questions or comments, leave them in the comments section, and uh, we will do our best to answer any questions. Uh, we don't know all the answers, but we'll <laughs> we'll try to answer what we can. We'll uh, answer what we can. But uh, we appreciate all, all you folks. we got Billy and Brandon and Trey and... Richard and Lynn and a bunch of you guys watching along with us. So we appreciate you guys Sweet. tuning in here tonight uh, as we come to you live for SHW This Is Our Wrestling. And, of course, that brings us to the big six-man scramble that took place in the main event. And, you know, we talked about this the other night. It kind of depended on your the, the placement of your qualifying match as to who might be the freshest uh, in this matchup. But, of course, Gunnar Miller... Uh, won that match against Joey, and he he was the last match before the main event, uh, or yeah. the last qualifying match. Then we had the tag match, then the main event. So he came out looking a little worse for wear. Um, sure. You had somebody like a Chip Day who won the first match. However, it was a long match, and it was a tough match. Yes, um, yes. But he was still maybe the freshest, and then we thought about, well, Cyrus only had a 90-second match. Mm-hmm. So I think Cyrus probably was the freshest man. But right, right. Uh, either way... Um, that that six man scramble, man, it was right off the bat. It was it was kind of chaotic because mm-hmm. we talked about this. It was kind of like fatal four way rules, where it's first pinfall, first submission is the winner. Right. It's not you're not tagging anybody in. It's not an right. elimination thing where you're eliminating guys and it's the last one standing. It was literally just a brawl, just a brawl yes. for the you know first pin, first submission. So it was kind of insane how it all went down. It was a matter of like trying to go after the two big dogs and get them out of the way. And that's what they did initially with Gunner and Cyrus. Everybody else kind of went after them to start with. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the challenges you had is when you see a Gunner and a Cyrus, who many thought were odds-on favorites to win, much like a Battle Royal or Rumble Jack, dare I say, Mm -hmm. you know, you want to get the biggest men out of the match or out of the way. Um, Thankfully for them, they had a bit of help with uh, the assistance of Huck, who came out and, um, you know, Huck started to beat down uh, Cyrus's manager, Logan Chase, which I'm sure there are a lot of people who wanted to be in that position. Um, Can can, can I I just say real quick and not to be too picky here, but just. Yeah. So this is a no DQ match. Yes. However, Logan Chase is ejected from ringside. That threw me well, off a little bit. I thought, well, what's well, stopping I, it from coming back out there? It's no DQ. That's true. However, that's a, that's a great point. So that's what distracted Cyrus to begin with was that Huck dragged sure. Logan out there, had him by like the scruff of the neck. 
dragged him back out on stage, and much to the delight of the other five competitors in the match, that distracted Cyrus enough to go up on the stage after Huck and then continue sorry to interrupt that just threw me off i was like why was it why did he get ejected i don't understand that is su- that is super interesting and for sure you know however you get cyrus out of that match is a win for the other five competitors and uh where this becomes challenging um when you have these multi-man scrambles is you always have to hi pay diana to- just want to say hi hey, diana diana, diana yeah. michelle's watching <laughs> the the great Diana Michelle. Of course. Um, you know, one of the things you have to pay attention to is always what's happening in the ring. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, you know, if you're playing a basketball game, you know, you can get caught up in playing defense on another guy or watching what another person does. But you always have to keep your eyes on the ball because no matter how you're blocking, somebody could score if you're not paying attention to who has the ball. And that was the challenge in this scramble. You know, if you if you remember and you go back and watch it on IWTV, there were battles happening all over the place during this match. Very few of them were in the ring. And so when it ultimately came time, you know, when when David slipped the pin in, it was interesting. It was on the heels of Austin Towers coming out. And so many people were focused on what Austin was doing with Owen Knight that they almost missed history being made. But that. Okay, this is me being a <laughs> a broadcast journalist who is unbiased. That is the savvy nature of David Ali. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we don't like to refer to him as cerebral, and sometimes his cause seems a little off. But you had to be a cerebral guy to know the right time and the right place to score a pinfall. And, uh, you know, it, it was a smart move on his part. Um, there are people who can argue, hey, we think these matches should be longer. Here's there for about 10 seconds. So oh, I, I don't know figure. where you left off. You were talking about how okay. uh, you were talking about how these matches, people think they need to be longer. And then for sure. Pe- yeah. People think people think these matches should be long, you know, et cetera, et cetera. The issue is this. You don't get paid any more or any less for the length of the match. Right. You get paid whether or not you win or you lose. And if you're David Ali, the bottom line is, where can I get this pinfall? So if he was slick enough to find a moment to get a pinfall early enough, early enough in this match to throw everybody off, then that's what you're supposed to do. And anybody could have done that, right? So, you know, I, I think it's here to me is one of the challenges of David Ali right now. I think he's going to have to prove to people that this was not a fluke, that he didn't just get lucky and score a pinfall. Now, let's just say this. Nobody gets lucky against someone the likes of Chip Day, who had previously not had his shoulders pinned to the mat here in SHW, right? right? So by no means am I uh, saying this is a fluke. What I am saying is I think there are people who may feel like he will have to prove himself in this scenario because, hey, it was a six-man challenge. It wasn't a one-on-one match. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sure David Ali and Austin Towers are more than capable of responding to that claim. I don't need to speak for them at all. Um, but I will say, uh, as much as I don't want to, congratulations to David Ali. You know, th- it, it was saddening to me that both him and Ashton Starr, who, neither of whom have been exactly kind to me during my SHW tenure, uh, that they both found their way into the championship match. 
David Ali being our champion offers a whole new set of challenges to the entire company in 2021. Um, because his goal, if you remember last year coming into this year in battles with Kyle Matthews, was to save Georgia wrestling. Well, if we do a little bit of logic and say SHW is the number one promotion in Georgia and in independent wrestling, both of which are true, and he is now our champion, not only did he just potentially save SHW, but did he in fact save Georgia wrestling? Yeah, I, I, at least in his own mind, he did. Um, in his own mind. I, I don't know. You know what? I just want to say... My favorite call of the entire night from the broadcast position, because you and I were legitimately both so shocked. But as soon as uh, I believe it was David Weekly was the ref for the match, as soon as that his hand went down for that three count, you just go, "No!" <laughs> it was so funny. And the thing is, like, I don't, I didn't remember it at the moment. I it didn't was, remember it. Was, it was when I went back and watched it because, like I said, it's on IWTV, so everybody yes. can uh, can look it up now and go back and watch it and relive it. Yes. And yes. as soon as I got to that part, I, I started cracking up. As I was on my couch watching this, I texted you right away, and I yeah, said, you did. you're going to love, <laughs> you're going to love your call on this. But, uh, well, well, uh it, hang on. It, and Tony Richardson, uh, Richardson says it's like adding Ice to hot coffee. It just ruins it. <laughs> well, it, it's it's funny because there are people who happen to love iced coffee. But, uh, you know, that's all a taste buds thing. But definitely, if you're trying to have hot coffee, adding ice to it is not the move. It's just for sure. It. <laughs> it, it absolutely ruins it. It ruins it. I will say this. Uh, if you've ever attended a live wrestling match, you know, regardless of the organization uh, that you've attended, to me, there's nothing like going home and hearing the commentary on top of it, which is something you never get to hear in the arena. So uh, if you were one of the uh, part of the SHW faithful who was watching live this past Friday night, I would invite you to go back to IWTV and check it out uh, after you now hear the commentary on top of it. It certainly adds some things to it and may give you a perspective that you may not have thought of that night. And uh, you get to hear very intriguing calls like that, which quite honestly, I don't remember even saying that. But, you know, obviously you go back and you you watch and you realize you did. But <laughs> it was a shocking moment for me because I think everything that ran through my head was, oh, my Lord, this is going to be a time of terror here in SHW with the Savior saving us. Well, I just you know, don't know what to do with that. It's 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 like I said uh, earlier when I said you have a interesting history with Ashton Starr. Uh, you also have an interesting uh, history with David Ali going back a few yeah. months ago uh, yeah. to a sit down interview you uh, orchestrated that uh, between him and Owen Knight. But anyways, uh, that actually might be part of this video package. I I, I don't recall, but I'm going to play this video package. We released it uh, this morning on SHW's. Uh, Facebook page, and it was kind of like uh, recapping David Ali's road to capturing the SHW title. So we're going to take a look at that here. Uh, and again, just bear with us. We are live here tonight, so hopefully this will play and we don't run into a technical snag. But I'm just putting the disclaimer out there in case uh, in case it freezes up or something on us. But here we go. I'm going to play it for you right now. This is uh, David Ali's road to the SHW title. Check it out. Okay. It's over. I'm here to save you all. 
bringing us out a little bit early from the uh, video package there just because we were it was a little glitchy and freezing up from time to time but i wanted to get into it long enough to hear gb's call there uh as soon as the three (laughs) count happened no uh which so there it was for you folks sorry about that again we're we're trying something new here with the live uh, stream but um it was a little glitchy there you could hear the audio hopefully but uh the the video was kind of freezing up. But I do want to uh, mention, uh, Tony Richardson asked us a good question here, GB. Uh, you may have seen it on the chat here. He says, do you think Ali can actually carry the title without the help of Towers, a.k.a. the savior of the savior? <laughs> you know something? Uh, here's the deal. When you think about David Ali, he has always aligned himself uh, with people who could assist this cause. Now, he has often been the one, you know, his time in the new era, he was helping uh, the champions that were there, AC Mack, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and of course, then after AC Mack lost the championship, the new, the new era was really trying to find its way without a, a specific champion to support. Mm-hmm. Um, he has finished his time with the new era. He finds a way to surround himself with people that can put him in championship contention. The question is, you know, can he, can he maintain the championship without Austin Towers? Well, I don't know if we need to even worry about that because the thing is Austin Towers doesn't look to be going anywhere. And uh, I think now, you know, a few months ago when we saw the debut of Austin Towers, we didn't understand why. We didn't know what it was for. We figured there was an insurance policy, but we Mm -hmm. had no idea that Ali's plan was to ultimately become the SHW champion. And so – I don't think Ali's going to do anything to get rid of Towers such that we'll ever have to find out if he can do it alone. But we may find out in January, given the main event, um, which seems to guarantee that Austin Towers won't be a factor. We'll find out then if David Ali really can hold on to the championship uh, on his own. It could be a short-lived title reign for the current SHW champion. It just might be. And, of course, if you don't know what we're talking about, there was a video released. Uh, it might have been the day after SHW 22. It was backstage. Uh, Ali and Towers were walking backstage. They ran into GM Gary Lamb. 
Gary Liam kind of gave him a uh, kind of a halfway congratulations, but also said, by the way, next month it's you and Owen Knight inside a steel cage. So the steel cage, the purpose being, uh, I guess, to keep Towers out, hopefully. Um, he is a giant, though, so he is. good luck with that. I mean, but that's kind of the goal is to see if Ali can take on Owen Knight with no outside distractions inside the confines of a steel cage and uh boy is that got a mega main event written all over it it definitely does i mean and it's a story that ultimately writes itself you know we've seen the history between david ali and owen knight uh you take owen knight someone who many have said um has been overlooked um, someone who has never had the opportunity at the championship that he has deserved. He's also never had a fair one-on-one fight with David Ali. He gets it all in one shot. And I think for Owen Knight, it's the opportunity of a lifetime. You don't have to go through, you know, nearly 30 men at a rumble, Jack. You don't have to go through, you know, 150 men or six men in this case for the scramble. It's one man. It's a steel cage. It's finally the opportunity for Owen Knight to not just end the rivalry, but get the win that he has deserved and get the most prestigious title in independent wrestling all in one fell swoop. It is the night that Owen Knight has been waiting for. And at the same time, you got to ask yourself, can he handle the pressure of all of those things coming together in one night? It's going to be interesting for sure. And, of course, let's not forget, too, about the interaction between Austin Towers and Sunny Days last week. So that could be a factor in whether or not Austin Towers gets involved in the main event. If Sunny Days returns once again, perhaps uh, he'll put a stop to that or, you know, he'll kind of even up the odds a little bit for Owen Knight. We'll see. That, that could be a great equalizer. And if that's the case, we may actually get that one-on-one match. And, uh, you know, it's amazing. But here's the thing. I remember a few months ago where we thought we finally had the one-on-one match with Owen Knight and with David Ali, and nobody saw Austin Towers becoming a factor. Um, and it wasn't until we almost got the three count that that happened. So, Anything can happen. One thing's for sure. January 8th, I know exactly where I'll be. I'll be seated there for SHW 23, and I hope you will be as well. We absolutely cannot wait. And uh, again, like we said, uh, SHW 22 is now live on IWTV. So check it out, independentwrestling.tv. You can sign up now. Use the code SHW. Get your first five days for free when you do that. And you can binge watch every single episode of SHW since day one. The last two years worth of amazing shows that we've put out. Uh, and, and they've only gotten better and better and better. It's like every week or every show, every month, we wonder how can they top the last one. And, uh, it's, it's just amazing to watch. So go back, catch up, catch up on all that stuff. And of course, like GB said, be sure you join us January 8th. I can't believe 2021 is finally here. It seemed like it took forever to get here, but uh, it's right. here. Uh, tickets will be available at the door the night of the show, starting at 5 p.m. Uh, doors will open at 7 p.m., and bell time will be at 8 p.m. But um, GB, it's the holidays. You guys doing anything crazy for Christmas or New Year's? Man, we're just trying to stay COVID free, buddy. Yeah. So, uh, that's, that's enough work in and of itself. Absolutely. Uh, certainly there's a lot to celebrate. Um, you know, making it through 2020 is a gift in and of itself. So, uh, we're certainly, uh, thankful 
and appreciative for surviving a pandemic, surviving all that has happened in 2020. So we're doing our best just to stay safe. How about you? Absolutely. Well, I'm going to, we might do a, uh, depending on the weather, uh, you know, we did a yeah. uh, turkey tailgate for Thanksgiving where we went to right. my sister's, but we did it all outside under some tailgate tents and everybody spread out and yeah. had the masks and, you know, the hand sanitizer and all that good stuff. But we did it where we yeah. could spread out outdoors. Uh, I'm not sure what the weather looks like for next Friday, but uh, we may try to do that again, weather permitting. And uh, hopefully, uh, if you're able to spend time with your family, then enjoy it and enjoy the holidays. If you're unable to, then like I said for Thanksgiving, if you're not able to, which is completely understandable in this uh, climate that we're in, then uh, you know, get on the FaceTime, get on the Zoom call, and uh, yes. try to get as much family time in as possible if you can. So uh, that's also going to remind me to tell you the reason we wanted to do a special live edition here tonight is because uh, we will be taking off next Friday and the following Friday for both Christmas and New Year's. So the next time mm. we're going to talk to you fine folks is going to be live from the Action Building for the live pre-show edition of SHW This Is Our Wrestling prior to SHW 23, which it's crazy to think, oh, man, it's almost like here already again. So, you know, it's crazy. We talk about it every month, how we went six months without a show. And now right. that now that we're back, it's like month after month after Ooh. month. And now they're getting That's here it. really quick. So, uh, yes. which don't get me wrong, I'm very pleased with that because uh, it's very yes. exciting for us. And we look forward to it every single month. But uh that's going to do it, I guess, for uh, this edition of SHW. This is our wrestling. Any final words? Uh, uh, any final words for 2020? As because the next time we talk to the folks, it's going to be a new year. GB. That's right. Um, I would just say thank you guys for your continued support. Um, this year has been difficult for everybody, uh, everybody in their own special way, and yet. Uh, the SHW faithful has found ways to continue to support what we're doing here at Southern Honor Wrestling. Who can forget the almost empty arena show that almost happened thanks to your almost. contributions and generosity? Uh, you know, th yeah, it was it was so close. Like there there aren't very many wrestling promotions that would put that out to their fans and their fans respond in such an amazing way for a show that they could not physically attend. Um, that says a lot about you. And so we just want to say thank you for supporting us pre and post pandemic. Thank you for making this podcast a great success. And, uh, I can't wait to see what 2021 holds. If we could survive 2020, man, nothing is impossible. So I'm excited. I wish nothing but the best to you and to all of your families. Love you guys. Absolutely. And real quick, before we sign off here, uh, Tony chimes in again, and he, he says, can we please talk about Huck and Cyrus? Now, I, he sure. probably tuned in a little bit late because we did touch on that briefly, but let's just talk about it again real quick. I don't think yeah. that's the last we're going to see of those two guys. Uh, so we talked about how Huck came out, distracted Cyrus. They ended up brawling all the way to the backstage area. We don't know what happened after that. I never saw them after the show. They may have. Right. Ended, who knows where they ended up? But uh, right. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's the last we're going to see of those two. And I don't know if it'll be in January or another show down the road. Who knows? But that's got the. You talk about Cyrus breaking the ring. He when did he break the ring? When he was in the ring with Huck. If those yes. two actually have an actual singles match against each other, we better put in some major reinforcements into the ring that night. That's all I'm saying. You know. I, I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know what's going to happen in January. But the irony that, you know, perhaps we could see 
Huck and Cyrus in January. You remember January 2020 was now the infamous dog collar match uh, that involved Huck. That was so incredible that virtually every other wrestling promotion found a way to somehow institute something like that uh, throughout the year. Uh, All of them. AEW, WWE, etc. Where'd they get that from? Hmm. The streets are watching. Yeah. Very, very interesting. So uh, now here's the other thing to say. Huck did not win a single match in SHW in 2020. That's nuts. <laughs> that is nuts. I, that's a statement I never thought I'd say. And so I think 2021 is a year that's got to see wins for Huck. But can he do it against someone the likes of Cyrus who just is smashing people these days? I don't know, but it's a collision that I think at some point is going to happen. I don't know when. Well, there you go. Let's end up on that because uh, we're getting ready to wrap up here. Uh, Tony, thanks for the questions tonight. And anybody yes. else who chimed in, we appreciate it. We know a lot of folks were watching all over the place. So thank you guys for watching our live, live, live edition of SHW. This is our wrestling. Like I said, we will see you again uh, after the new year. And it will be for the pre-show prior to SHW 23 on January 8th. Again, tickets will be available uh, the night of the show starting at 5 p.m at the door uh doors open at seven bell time at eight we cannot wait to see you guys i can't wait uh to celebrate christmas next friday and then uh the new year finally getting 2020 behind us uh the friday after that so we will be taking the time off uh with the show here but uh stay tuned to shw's facebook and our shw podcast facebook page as we will be posting uh some videos and photos and stuff promoting and getting ready for shw 23 coming up on january 8th But uh, GB, until then, that's going to do it. And uh, this has been SHW. This is our wrestling. Welcome to SHW 22. It's a big fight feel here tonight. To all you workers in the back, it's time to step the hell up. Twelve men will vie for the vacant SHW championship. We're crowning a new champion tonight. This has the potential to be the match of the year. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no. Oh my god, it's Sunny Days! Sunny Days has returned! I'm still in shock. I know you're in shock. This is our wrestling.